this is Donna Otto enjoying a wonderful York peppermint patty. Wish you were here. <laughs> we are homemakers by choice and we have a great time together. A woman called me just last week and said, you know how you often start by saying, I wish you were the lady down the street of my neighborhood because you feel like the lady down the street? Well, today I am the lady down the street eating a York peppermint patty and talking to you about the wisdoms of the scripture, especially the book of Proverbs. I am so mindful of the importance of the book of Proverbs. Remember that Proverbs is a practical book. It is not a book full of promises. It is a book that will help you live your life. If you have never read through the Proverbs, may I encourage you to do so. And may I remind you that it's 31 chapters long and it's a delightful way to read one proverb a day until you know them, until you own them, until you know where to find what in this very, very practical, full of wisdom ways of life. And the sub subjects that you will find in the Proverbs, they range from anger to self-control to women, of course, the home and our heart and honor food, laziness, it's, the list is endless. And so I wanted to talk about a few of these things today that come out of the book of Proverbs. And the first one is the subject of anger. And maybe that's because I recently had an encounter with a young woman who is so undone in her relationship with her husband that um, she screamed out of rage in front of me um, with a voice that was so strong, it, it felt as if if breath could have been wind coming out of her, I would have been knocked over. That's That was the strength of it. And I, I thought later, I'll bet her throat hurt her the next morning. Well, the scripture in Proverbs talks very frequently. There are at least eight or ten places in Proverbs that talks about anger. Uh, 6.34 says, Jealousy enrages a man, and he will not spare in the day of vengeance. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. He who is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. Now, we've done a long series on anger, and I'm confident it is in our archives. I thought that research was excellent. It reminded me of many things that I forget when it comes to anger, and that is anger is an emotion given to us. And that the scripture tells us that that sin, the sin is not in having the feeling and emotion of anger. Sin is in the acting out. And so I want to remind you of this Proverbs that reminds us that a hot-headed, hot-tempered person stirs up strife, but the slow one pacifies. The slow one who comes to anger and understands its message and does not let sin enter in is the one who shows the wisdom. So look for your anger level and look for how often you're losing your cool with people you love and care about. For me, when anger strikes its ugly head in my life, it is almost always 
because I am overly committed. I am undone because I have been trying to get too much done. The second one I want to talk to you about in this time we have together is the subject of laziness. And I, I love this subject in that I love the way Proverbs handles it, but I also love pulling it up from time to time and reminding us, reminding us that we come out of the womb lazy. And some of you are shocked to hear me say that because A, you never think of yourself as lazy because you work so hard and you're always busy and you're always keeping busy and your mind is always full of fertile things. And so you can't possibly be lazy, but we are all lazy. We are all lazy. And the Proverbs 31 woman says she strives. She's striving to do what? To not be lazy. Why is she striving not to be lazy? Because she is lazy. And I say to you, what do you prefer to do? Clean the kitchen? Do the laundry? Read a book? Watch TV? Uh, Go for a long walk? Do what you want to do? What's self-satisfying to you? So that lazy factor is in all of us. That's how we are designed. And to be restful, to set aside time to sleep, Sleep. We are sleep deprived in our country. The statistics are staggering. The average American sleeps six hours and 20 minutes. And we know that our bodies are designed for somewhere between eight and 10 hours sleep. Do not be embarrassed to say that your body needs 10 hours of sleep and work hard to get that 10 hours in. But Donna, that's 10 hours of my 24 hour day. I only have 14 hours. Well, that's okay. That's how God designed you. So the difference between being lazy and being rested is the difference between making excuses, not being intentional, following our own self-centered voice, which is have another peppermint patty, Donna Otto, and sit down and do nothing versus this is the day the Lord has made. And like he tells us in Ephesians to redeem the time because these are holy days. So what does laziness look like? Well, I love what the Proverbs does because, first of all, it talks about the ant and the sluggard. Uh, Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 11, I'm going to read them. Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief officer or ruler, prepares her food in the summer, gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and your poverty will come in like a vagabond, and your need like an armed man? And then the Proverbs describes these sluggards, and I won't describe them all, just take a couple of them that come to my mind. But one of them is that the sluggard who puts his hand into the dish to get food, and he grabs a handful of food, but he's so lazy, He won't get the food from his hand to his mouth. Is that a great picture? Another one I love is the one who says, there's a lion in the front yard, the proverb that says, there's a lion outside, 2213 is that proverb. What do you mean there's a lion outside? I couldn't possibly get up. I couldn't possibly go to work. I couldn't possibly go to school. There's a lion in the front of the house. What is your lion? What is roaring about out in front that makes you afraid to get up and do what God is calling you to do. I'm going to talk to you in in the next few days about growing up. 
growing up out of the book of Hebrews. It's been a very meaningful subject to me personally, and I'm delighted to look forward to sharing it with you. But growing up, part of our growing up, is recognizing that we prefer to do what pleases us versus the more difficult, intentional thing. And what pleases us is self-centered and out of the will of the Lord until we have trained up our senses in a way to know that what pleases God pleases us. Eric Little in Running the Race in Chariots of Fire. I run because when I run, I know it brings pleasure to God. And so laziness and anger out of the book of Proverbs. Can I just do one more? And I'd like to talk to you about friends and neighbors. I've been thinking about a group that I lead. I've been thinking about making uh, the year's verse that we would love the Lord our God with all of our mind, body, soul, strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. The What I call the big five. If I'm working out of those big five, if I'm conscious of those big five in my life, then I feel like I'm being centered in what God's will is for me. And so I'm taking care of my body and my mind and my soul, and I'm loving my neighbors as myself. And so the Proverbs, a few of these Proverbs, he who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent, Proverbs 11 and 12. A man of many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, Uh verse 18 and 24. And then lastly, wealth adds many friends, but a poor man is separated from his friend. Well, friends, what kind of friends are we talking about? The wealthy friend who everybody likes. The stories we hear so often about the men and women in groups who win the lottery and suddenly everyone in the world loves them and wants them and needs them and calls them. And are they really their friends or are they really looking to take something from them? So friends and neighbors, who is your neighbor? God calls us to be mindful that though as we do unto the least, we do it unto him. And we do it for the intentions of his heart, for the purpose of pleasing him, and of gathering around that we might give, that we might pour ourselves out as we do it to the least. The most difficult neighbor? Is your neighbor your husband? Yes. Is your child your neighbor? Yes, do it unto them as we do it unto Jesus. Friends and neighbors, anger and laziness from the book of Proverbs. I pray that you'll take time this summer to look at Proverbs. I talked a few days ago about summer and um, summer and how we prepare for our children. May I say to you, this is an excellent time to make a small summer to-do list. I set some goals in the summer that are truly just for the summer. And some of them have to do with things I get done around the house. Some of them have to do with a change in my Bible reading. Um, This summer, I plan to read through the book of John five times. There are 21 chapters, and I've narrowed that out so I can read eight or nine chapters a day. Maybe it's not five times, it's more than five times. Eight or nine chapters of just the book of John every day. So set some goals for yourself. Maybe this is the reading of the Proverbs, one Proverbs a day. We are homemakers by choice. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon and wise day. And remember the best Proverbs of all. The wise woman builds her house. 
The foolish woman tears it down with her very own hands. Be a wise woman of the Proverbs.